that is my biggest takeaway from 2022, the need to continuously step into fear as opposed to retreating from it. Because when you retreat from it, you program yourself to believe that fear is not something, fear is not safe, right? And at the end of the day, what I've been learning now into 2023 is the illusions we create are so fucking powerful. Born in 92 on the block with the sharks Come from a different cloth, y'all would get ripped apart You want a diamond, then you gotta get it in the dark We dropping nuggets like Carmelo went to rock a bar Now we eating from state to state, we scrape the plate I put my eggs in a basket, took a leap of faith I took a chance, now we grow and see the impact Decoding success with special guests, now let's bring Matt What's going on? Welcome back to the Decoding Success Podcast, top 1% globally ranked podcast in the world. Rocking with your host, Matt Labrie, and today's a very special episode yet again. If I could right now, we would probably get flagged on YouTube and other places if I played The Boys Are Back in Town, but that is the best way to describe what's going on today. We are here with a roundtable discussion. Anaresis, Phil Massia. Welcome back, boys. Glad to be back. Thanks Glad for having to be us. Here, bro. How are you guys? Excellent. Excellent. A lot to catch up on. There's a lot to catch up on. That's without a doubt. excited for this. Before diving into anything, though, I just want to let everyone know to make sure you're sharing this episode. If you want more of these roundtable discussions, make sure that you're sharing it with your friends. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified each and every time these episodes come out. But to kick off this conversation, I know there's a lot to talk about. We have when was the last time we did one of these? Was it over a year? I say over a year. A while back. Williamsburg. Oh, Williamsburg was definitely over a year then. Yeah, over a year. Williamsburg was on a hundred percent over a year that is probably close to a year and a half so i'm glad that we're able to be in studio to do this which is awesome so let's dive in i know that we talked about some topics to touch on before we even got here into the studio we all had some pretty crazy fucking years last year and i know that we're a couple months into the year as it is but looking back on 2022 biggest takeaway single takeaway biggest single takeaway for each of you guys. So for me, it stood out. When, when you sent that text and we were talking about topics, it stood out to me. I would say my biggest takeaway was rather a deep reinforcement, like mm-hmm. a profound reinforcement that the ultimate currency is relationships. Mm-hmm. I had a crazy 2022. I had intense highs. I had intense lows. And I had support from family and friends, whether it was people that were in my life more recently or in my life, I haven't seen them in a decade or two. And these people showed up for me. And I realized that while money is a fantastic tool and it'll make life a lot better, ultimately, once money hits a certain threshold and you can't, there's certain problems you can't solve with money. You can't solve ego problems. You can't solve someone being sick. You can't just solve certain life things that money just ultimately won't help with. But relationships are always there. That's the gold. For me, that was huge, like having those people in my life. You're not just saying intimate relationships. You're saying friendships, family relationships, all of that. Exactly. Friends, family, whether I just met somebody in the last year, as you guys know, like sometimes my my closest bonds are from people I just met. Mm. And sometimes it's from people who, you know, I went to grammar school with. I haven't seen in, the, in like, you know, maybe 10 years, 20 years, but they show up in times in those times, they show up. Yeah. I always like to say this. You have friends that you see all the time. Then you have friends that maybe you haven't seen for like a year or two. But when you see them, it's like time has not passed. Yeah. And that's what it was for me. I really, really value those relationships. To take time out of your day, you know, and for a lot of people, 
a lot of time out of their day, multiple days, multiple <laughs> weeks to help me get through certain times. It was, it's, it's huge. It's, that's the one thing you don't get back. Time mm. is your most precious asset. So you gave it to me. And I try to think of myself as someone who does right by everyone. You know, I do my best. And it's a, it's really appreciated when that gets reciprocated. And it's not even expected, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, you do right by a lot of people. I mean, both of you gave me a lot of time in 2022. So I, I thank the both of you on camera, on this podcast. I, it goes back to what you were saying, right? The relationship. So, and it's funny, it's not like a counting favor type of thing. It's just like, that's what friends do, right? That's, that's what friends do when you need them to show up or even when you don't want them to show up. It's, you know, what has to happen sometimes. So yeah. appreciate that, man. What about you, Ant? All right. So before we started, the guys, because uh, we're we're brothers, so we bust chops. So they saw that I brought a notepad, and because <laughs> I kind of notepad knew, that was empty and is now full in a day. Well, these are all my shower thoughts. <laughs> so I thought of this actually the other day because I knew kind of what we were going to be talking about today, and I wanted to answer this question correctly. So I put thought into it, and the question is, you know, how in summation, right, of 2022, what was your biggest takeaway? Mm. That's why I had to write this down. The shower was like sometimes you have to lose yourself to find yourself, and I feel. 2022, I started off with what I thought was certainty, only to be thrown some pretty big curveballs and find myself as uncertain as I've ever been at almost any time of my entire life. So that took me for a spin. And when you think your life is going in one direction and you see a future and you see the trajectory and you, and you like where it's heading and you get derailed, it's hard to get yourself back on track. But if you know where you're going, you know where you want to go, you know where center is. So it's, mm -hmm. it was a matter of finding myself back to center. And... It took pretty much the entire year to get there. In a lot of ways, I'm still getting there. And that's why I was very conscious of starting this year off 2023 correctly. And I'm sure we can dive into that and touch on it on a deeper level. But that was my biggest takeaway of last year is getting derailed unexpectedly and finding that strength of getting back on track. And I got to say, I've surprised myself often and I give myself credit in that sense where, you know, sometimes where you feel like, shit, I don't know where I'm headed. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I find a way. That's one thing I've learned about myself last year as well is I find a way. Yeah, yeah. you'll always find a way, right? Yeah. I think especially as a high performer, you're always going to find a way. But what interests me the most is the fact that while I knew you felt derailed at times last year, as one of your closest friends, I never knew that you felt lost. Yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't have guessed that. I don't think that was ever expressed and that's okay, but I'm curious why you feel like you felt like you lost yourself. Well, certain buckets, right? Certain aspects of my life. One being, you know, I'm sure many people can relate to this, a relationship where you think it's going somewhere, you think you found your person, you think it's, it's going mm -hmm. somewhere, and then ultimately you're like, shit, this, this ain't working. And, you know, we all have things in our lives that are non-negotiables. And when certain lines get crossed, you can't go back. At least that's how I felt and still feel. So I have to deal with that. And it's weird, man. I mean, anyone who's ever been through a breakup with anyone they love, you're just like, you go from talking to them multiple times a day and then it's just like, all right, see you never. I'm like, yeah. never talking again. And, and it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. And, you know, the girl that was on my mind that I'm talking about now, I wish her all the best. She's an amazing person. I still have love for her. But ultimately, you know, it didn't work out. And that is had kind of a trickle down effect on me because I started painting in my mind a future of like, oh, the future is going to look like this. Mm -hmm. Like I see the future. Like, dude, after our first date, I got off all the dating apps. I was like, oh, this girl's amazing. And she is, she is amazing. I have no bad things to say about her. But you know, when that unexpectedly stops, you're like, fuck, I kind of like saw, you know, years down the line and now you're kind of starting over again. So it, I had to pick myself up and it was tougher <laughs> than some of the relationships I've been for like way longer periods of times. Mm -hmm. Like I've been in relationships, I've been in several, but ones that lasted years and I picked myself up rather easily from 
not easily, but quicker in a lot of those. And this was shorter lived, but it hit hard. Yeah. So I saw something today that I want to bring up just because you went down the path of relationships, specifically intimate relationships. It was a post that said, there's no reason to ever hate an ex because hating an ex will only lead you to hate yourself. Mm. And essentially, and not that you hate anyone, I'm saying you were just sharing good vibes toward an ex-partner, right? So the post was essentially getting at if you have hate toward an ex for how they treated you, it's essentially you hating the mirror that's reflecting back at you. And I was just like, oh my God, right? Like you really, it's not to say that you need to be on great terms. It's it's not even like that. But at the end of the day, like you got to resolve whatever it is about that relationship. But furthermore, going back to losing yourself, you know, you went down the relationship path, I'm curious to understand why you feel like that made you lose yourself when that was outside of you. Well, going back to kind of what I said earlier, I did, I lost myself only to now feel like I've truly and believe that I found myself in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. I do place a heavy value on relationships, whether they be an intimate partner or friendships or family. Yeah. Uh, the people in my life are, are my, they're my world. And like yourself, getting into any of those, I go in it with an open heart, open mind, and I'm very open and I allow myself to be vulnerable. And when you feel like that gets violated to a degree, you close off sure. and you start thinking like second guessing things in the future. Am I like, do I not see things that are obvious? And am I blind, do I have blinders on? Like what's wrong with me? Like yeah. I internalized it and made it a me thing. But I will say this, like ultimately while it did not work out, I don't regret any of it at yeah, all. Yeah, you can't. I don't. You can't. It was a great experience. Yeah. <laughs> no regrets. Yeah. But you know, picking yourself up, picking up the pieces as time goes on is uh, part of the game. You either stay there or you, or you move on and, and you lift yourself up and you learn from it. And that's where I'm at right now. And I've come a long way. Absolutely. Going back to the relationship stuff, Phil, for you, I mean, you've always been a person of relationships, right? Like you've built businesses on relationships. I mean, you know, a lot of people, I'm just curious, like, what did that do for you though, from a relationship perspective? Like what did it teach you? I mean, people care. People truly care. Did like, you feel like people didn't care beforehand? Or did it only enhance something that you might not have been thinking about daily? They do. But sometimes in this world, just so much going on, constant distractions. You just, you don't make time for it. Maybe you're yeah. not intentional about it. But it doesn't mean that they don't care. Mm-hmm. They do. They just maybe don't know how to express it or show it. Or they just think, you're okay. You're a rock. Yeah. Like, you know, man... Not, not saying this because I think this, like maybe I give off that impression, but everybody has struggles. Oh, of course, so, um, yeah. I mean, relationships are huge. It's just over over time, you do the right thing. You build up that goodwill. And I never like, like you said, I don't look at it as transactional. Like, hey, I did this for you, do this for me. Right. But it's just nice to know that someone, you know, they think of you and they're like, all right, like you come first. Like right now, like I want to help you because I know you were there when I was going through something. Mm-hmm. So let me just, as a friend, like genuinely, like I just want to be there for you. Yeah. Let me know whether it's just listening, whether it's advice. That's a big thing. A lot of people nowadays, like it's easy just to see stuff on the internet all over and just think that you're the authority on a lot of stuff. A lot of times people just want to be listened to. They just want to be heard. So yeah. it's nice to have that from multiple angles because it's easy to kind of go in a cocoon. Absolutely. I'm going to talk about my biggest takeaway, which actually stemmed from a night out with you, you, 
and Andrew Meditz. And I'm going to use this opportunity to shout out Drew. He can't be here tonight, but he will be here for the next one without a doubt. So Drew, shout out to you. I would love to hear Drew's biggest takeaway from 2022 because yes, he had a very fast year, a lot going on in business and personal and all of that stuff. But my biggest takeaway from 2022 actually stemmed from the night we went out to Parkside. And <laughs> dude, that night rocked my entire year literally rocked my entire year to the point where I was sitting there at dinner with you guys experiencing a panic attack. And I literally was just like blown the fuck away by that experience. And it put me into the cocoon that both of you had referenced. But that cocoon for me was more so not stepping into the fear after that, right? And that is my biggest takeaway from 2022, the need to continuously step into fear as opposed to retreating from it. Because when you retreat from it, you program yourself to believe that fear is not something, fear is not safe, right? And at the end of the day, what I've been learning now into 2023 is the illusions we create are so fucking powerful. Mm. I'll openly admit it. I was just on the on a call with my therapist this morning and her and I were going back and forth and she said to me at one point, she was like, Matt, tell me what this means to you. And it was in reference to essentially what I'm talking about now, fear, right? I was basically what we had done together was create a hierarchy of things that I started to fear because of 2022 and level it one to 10. And I started to do things that were level 10 and I didn't know they were level 10. All right, I, I don't remember the numbers I gave to her months ago. And she was like, no, you labeled this as a 10 five weeks ago, but you did it and you had no issues, right? So that illusion of fear that we create is so powerful and stepping into it, even doing something like this, right? I, I expressed it to you and just like right. the nervousness that's attached to moving the podcast in mm -hmm. person and stepping into it. Because what the fuck's going to happen? Like, I'm not going to die. No. You know, you're not going to die. So that was it for me. Biggest takeaway from 2022, stepping into fear. So depending on how much you're willing to share, when you felt that panic attack at uh, Parkside. Shout out like, to Parkside. Shout out Parkside. That was a great yes, fucking meal. Wow. This is a great <laughs> That was plug. a great fucking plug. meal. <laughs> Yo, Parkside. Free plug. Hook, Hook it, up. it up. There you go. <laughs> when you felt that, did how long did it take you to recognize that you were experiencing that? And did you like try to like block it off and just be like, ah, like look past it. Like what were ways you tried to cope with it in the moment? Dude at Parkside? Yeah. Oh my God. I was sitting there bugging out. I was literally bugging out, but I don't, obviously you guys didn't necessarily notice. I remember no. Drew at one moment, Drew looked at me and he was like, dude, you okay? Cause I was taking my hat off. I was like brushing my, you know, brushing my face. Hmm. I mean, I just sat there and experienced it, but it was, it's scary as fuck when you have a panic attack. And that was really it, man. It obviously it passes after a certain point, but it's uncomfortable and I think there's numerous factors, right? Obviously the physical sensations are uncomfortable, but then when you get in your head and it's like, oh fuck, am I gonna be judged by this? Mm -hmm. And not necessarily by you guys, but like just in general, you're out in public and you're experiencing something like that. It's kind of fucking scary, you know? And you're like, oh my God, are people gonna think less of me? Or, you know, how are they gonna judge me from this? So like I said, it passes, but what transpired after that was the fear of having another one. Right. And that's essentially disordered anxiety where it's like, you know, you don't want to experience it. But at the end of the day, I'm not trying to be insensitive to anyone that's listening and experiences this, but they're merely bodily sensations. Right. And you just have to get reacquainted with them. And if you fear them, you know, literally walking around the corner from your house might be a fear. It's like you got to do it. You got to do the only way to get over it is by doing it. That's one thing I've been learning through this process, too. So speaking of process, what would your process be now that's different? from when you first experienced never retreat 
never fucking retreat. The minute you retreat is the minute you start to program yourself to believe that it's an issue, right? And it's really not easy to do. It's not easy to do. It's a lot easier for me to say now because I've been doing the work and tremendously have gotten better, like tremendously. You know, obviously there's some things that I definitely still fear without a doubt and progress is being made toward that, but never retreat. The minute you start to fucking retreat is the minute you start to program yourself to believe that there's an issue and dude, it's downhill. You know, it, it only spirals in the opposite direction in which you want it to. So that's it. Compounds. Yeah, compounds, man. Compounds. We it, had a combo outside of uh, your house, I remember. And we talked about this and I'm, I'm glad to see like this is a 180. Like, oh yeah. I mean, big. I probably since that combo was that the time when we went to the gym together? Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. That was a while ago. So that was probably September. And there was a lot going on in September. But dude, there has been major, major progress. And you know what's crazy? I, I just want to point this out for all of us. Life obviously guides us to an extent. And life forced me to get uncomfortable with the fear. I had fucking four weddings from November to December. Weddings I couldn't miss. Those were things that I didn't want to do because I feared those situations. One was in wherever, Yonkers, which was, you know, it's not around the corner from your house. Like, you got to go somewhere. Others were in Long Island and, you know, large gatherings. Shout out to Drew. One of them was Drew's wedding. Great wedding. Great, Great fucking wedding. And an after party. Great. And the after, well, after I'm not, party. I'm not going to give Woo. Drew the credit for the wedding. I'll give Connie the credit yeah, for the yeah, wedding. Shout out Connie. Shout out to Connie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, dude, life pulled me fucking out of it. Right? Just like life put you guys in your situations right. to do what you had to do too. Isn't that miraculous? I love it and I hate it at the same time, you know, because it's not always comfortable. It's like, and we've had that conversation on the podcast in the past where it's like, you know, you don't necessarily want to experience something, but you have to. Steps you right into where you need it to be. Exactly. And it, it knows. Life just knows. It's like, you, to get to that next level, you need this. So I'm going to place you in this, whether you like it or not. And it's confirmation. Let's, yeah. let's, see, let's see what happens from here. Do you answer the call or do you retreat, like you said? Exactly. That's a good point. The call, bro. When the call comes in, you got to fucking answer it. Especially when right. they, the fucking phone's ringing off the hook. It's like, uh -huh. yo, dude, like you, you've been doing this too long. It, it's time, right? It doesn't uh, go to voicemail. It just keeps ringing. It just keeps fucking yeah. ringing. There is no yeah. voicemail on that phone. <laughs> There's no fucking voicemail on that phone, man. So, but can I ask you with when you talked about retreat earlier, it got me curious. Do you think because when you feel those sensations, right, your initial thought process is it may or may not be. So I don't mean to speak on your behalf, but something along the lines of like, don't panic, don't panic, don't do this, don't do that. But because you're placing your thoughts on what not to do, mm. you're experiencing them. As yeah. opposed to how you might handle it now. Absolutely. Well, I'll give you an example. Like Sunday, I went out to dinner in Rockaway, right? 10 miles away from home. I was definitely nervous. I, I was going by myself. I was meeting up with, you know, a group of people. I was nervous the whole way there. The minute I got there, everything was gone. So like now things are much different, but what was happening essentially was feeling a bodily sensation. And for me, whenever I felt anxiety, it would be lightheadedness. I don't get antsy. I don't get anything like that, but I get lightheaded. I've gone to the doctor. I'm like, hey man, like what's wrong with me? And he's like, dude, it's anxiety. That's it. That lightheaded feeling leads me to think that I'm going to pass out. I've never passed out in my life. Knock on wood. Hopefully I never fucking do. Please knock on wood for me. But this has happened in numerous occasions, right? Like fucking I was with Phil in the Paris airport yep. and remember that? Yep, and I do. the minute things got stressful, 
because our flight was changed or whatever the case was, that popped in and I'm like, oh fuck, like things got really fucking different. So ultimately it was a fear of that sensation, which, you know, is connected to fear of passing out, which is probably connected to fear of embarrassment, fear of helplessness, fear of being alone, fear of all of that, right? It's so it's a ripple, it's a ripple, yeah. it's a ripple without a doubt. It's, it's a slippery slope if you go down it and I went down it. But I'm glad I did, you know, kind of just like what you said, you're glad that you experienced what you experienced you as well, because at the end of the day, I can have these conversations, I could help more people now, I know more ways to serve people and all of that. So is it something I ever want to experience again? Absolutely fucking not, <laughs> you know, but now hopefully, you know, I'm going to put some things in place where, you know, there, there's no retreating anymore. So yes, sir. next chapter, right? Next. Yeah, dude. I mean, this and that's brings us into 2023. Like, yeah. how are you guys right. a applying what happened to you in 2022 and excuse me that makes you guys sound like victims what took place in 2022 how are you applying that to your life to 2023 to take off from here i think like a part two it's actually beautiful segue part two for me from 2022 was realizing we had this conversation in the past on the podcast so what is the meaning of life it's constantly mm. being evolved for me i mean probably to my last day but last year made me realize that the meaning of life for me is to feel every feeling fully, mm. whether I like it or not. And the good, the bad, when you're totally stressed out, when you have crazy highs, crazy lows, that's a blessing. Ultimately, like, I'm alive, so I got to feel it. Yeah. If I wasn't alive, okay, I wish I didn't feel it, but, you know, my heart or, like, my heart is relative. Like, my, I, had a, I had a hard day. Well, I'm alive, I'm breathing, what's hard to someone who's not? So I'm basically, in a roundabout way, I'm saying I'm just blessed to even feel the bad stuff because mm. I'm here. And then ultimately when I feel that, like you said, it's a springboard and I will keep, I'll know that feeling, it's familiar. Oh, I went through this already. Oh, I know this. Okay, I've been through this. Oh, it's not so bad this time. And I'll progress from there to the next phase. So for 2023, it's like when I feel something that's intense, good, bad. Just no, feel it. Just feel it. Do you feel like you were avoiding the feelings? I don't, I, I wouldn't take you as that. Like you're not someone that smokes weed or does yeah. drugs. You don't even really drink anymore. It's, it's very rare. The only thing you drink is magic coconut water now. <laughs> but uh, I like it's another free shout out. An, well, I didn't say the brand. I didn't. Right. Was, no, is it called magic? No, no, it's most. Oh, but, but you know, I, I, I'm not getting sponsored, so I ain't saying it. Yeah, that's it. Hold off. I ain't saying it. Show notes. Yeah, thank you for that. I wasn't. I definitely wasn't running from it. It's just that the the perspective changed. It's like I always look for the good in everything and. Sometimes it takes a little longer when you have that intense low. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I'll say to myself, what came out of it? Now I'm doing that faster. I noticed that like the time horizon to where I get to that is now much faster. Yeah. Where it used to be just a little more dwelling. Like when something great happens in my life, like it's easy. It's point blank. This is why it happens. This is what I feel from it. And when something not so great happens, well... You know, it takes me a little longer to to get there, to arrive to it. You even ask yourself the questions because maybe you're dwelling for a little bit. Mm. Now I get to it a lot faster. And ultimately, if I made it through that, like I just leveled up in my intensity of life. And like you said, I can share. I can experience it. I can serve other people. Now I have a newborn, like, you know. Which is uh, fucking crazy. Shout which, out to little Luca. Which is, yeah, yeah. I love him to death. And these are just things that... My whole life, when I said I have children, I want to share and I want to speed up their time horizon, not to take their life in a certain angle. I want them to have their own life, 
But like, it's just like a coach or a mentor. Like, why learn it on your own mm. when you can have someone who's been there, done that, take you? So where I've been, what I've seen, what I've learned, the good and the bad, like, I'll tell him. And in little ways, up until he gets to the point where it's like, he, he fully receives it. And also, I, I did something that uh, I learned from someone else. I created, uh, actually, a few, you mentioned it to me too. I created an email for him, and I write these stories in it. And I'll give it to him, you know, whenever I feel it. I don't know if that age would be 18, maybe 16. You created an 20. email address for him, you're an saying. An email address for him. And I send photos, videos, times that, you know, he just laid on my shoulder and I just felt intense yeah. bliss. And I and I send that and I just say like, okay, and today dad got a little mad, but this is what he learned from it and yada yada. So like it all stems back to fully feeling, not uh, running from it and having the perspective of I'm alive, um, that I'm able to feel. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a lucky mofo, like just... I'm blessed. And yeah, tomorrow will be another day. Better, worse, hopefully better, but it's another day. What's your advice to the people listening to ensure that they're fully feeling? I have to say, I, I think for you to fully feel, I think you need to experience. Mm. I really do. I think experience is the best teacher. So I can tell you how to, you know, how I think you should fully feel, you know, when something happens. Okay. What's the good that came out of it for myself, for others? But to ultimately arrive to that place where it just happens and boom, the question's asked, that gap in time, it takes a certain amount of experiences where you basically get humbled enough to say, okay, like, I just can't fight it anymore. I got to feel it. And if I just keep going with it and, and not feeling it, more of the same is going to come. It's going to keep happening. Ultimately, I'm in a vicious cycle. So how to learn from it how to be appreciative, grateful. I think you need to feel it. Just like in business, you can have a couple sales calls that suck and people are going to tell you I'm not buying your product. Right, right, right. You know, until, until you build up that confidence or you take 100 free throws until you're a great you know, foul shooter. Like I think you need to go through it. And, but hopefully I can make it a little easier as you're going through it by, by hearing this right now. Absolutely. I just want to point out, I've been playing basketball at the park every Sunday. Talk about foul shooting, bro. I've been on fucking fire. I have not, dude. I had my dad there on Sunday, and he looked at me and he was like, "You can fucking shoot, bro." I was just fucking raining him down from everywhere. It felt good to be on the court. That reminds me of high school basketball, but I won't go that route. But that's awesome that you do that. Yeah, that I mean, listen. I, I said to myself, "Why not do things that you used to do, right? That you stray away from when you become an adult." Bro, I used to play basketball at the park numerous times per day. I'm not saying I have the same time that I used to back then, but why stray away from things that you used to do as a child that you found joy in? So I went to, you know, I'm not going to say where I went to go get a basketball because we're not sponsored, but, you know, went to go get a basketball, picked it up, went to go shoot, you know, just doing more things like that. Why not? You have nothing to lose. Do you think you're hitting these free throws now? Because <laughs> do you think it's more of a technique that you've changed up or is it no, a mental no, technique? No, 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 no. I don't think it. I think potential. It's only been two Sundays since I played, so <laughs> it's only been two. Beginner's luck. Very small window of opportunity, right? Yeah, it's not like fair. I had an eighty-two game season. Fair. Foul shooting, I've always been good at. I mean, when we go to the fucking arcade, like I, I'm pretty automatic on the fucking basketball machine. You're also good at blocking me from behind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, That's I correct. mean, ultimately, I don't. No, I wouldn't even think it was that serious. I mean, I've been watching a lot of basketball too, though. Not. NBA on TV, but like going to Christ the King and, you know, shout out to Christ the King. They're actually playing tonight. But yeah, just like going to those games and it kind of brought me back into it and, you know, watching how they play and makes you want to fucking, you know, 
do your thing too. Yeah, and, and like you said, do like you see a kid running around as happy as can be, Absolutely, living their dude. best life, and then we become adults and we're like, no, it has to be this way and it has to be regimented and Absolutely. this and that. Like what? And when you start to play you like a out. kid, yeah. Dude. You experience those emotions as a kid. That's when you, you you let loose and you get out of your own mind. You get all, you know out of your own ego and you just allow yourself to be. And that's why kids are running around roaming. They don't care how they look. They'll do spastic do whatever moves. they want. Yeah, but they're having fun. So you guys care. are exposed to that often. Obviously, yeah. you have little ones in your family. Mm-hmm. You have your own little one, little ones, and yeah. you guys are exposed to that. All my little one has four legs, so like mm-hmm. he doesn't necessarily do these things. But it, it's true. It's true. But I'm curious for you, 2023. How are you applying what you learned? Right. So while I kind of mentioned 2022 was in many ways messy for me, confusing, certain times felt stagnant. It's all part of the process, right? Sure. Because without that, you don't get to where you're going without having experienced some of those things. You can't bypass that in order to evolve and to like grow into who you're trying to become. And there's lessons along those ways, right? If you miss the lessons, you're fucking up. Yeah. You got to recognize Well, they're going to pop back up, right? Correct. But how many times have we each, and I think we're individuals, I'm sure the individuals listening to this show as well, shout out to the audience, are individuals that do the work or Mm. else you wouldn't be listening, right? You're the people that are trying to get better. But so many times we see people fall into the same mistake over and over and over again, it becomes a pattern. So I think pattern recognition is so important. And when you catch it early on, you'd be like, okay, I see what this is like, kind of like what you were experiencing when you went to Parkside. Now you're you're like, okay, I see the pattern happening. Let me stop it now. And it's in a weird way. It's a good thing that it happened because it allows you to recognize when you're in that and say, okay, this is happening again. Switch it up. Yeah. What have I learned? And now apply what I learned. So you're not going to go through that the same way you, you have before in the past. Mm-hmm. That's growth. So 2023, well, I'll say this too. In, in the year I had some, you know, some pretty wild events and nights and all that stuff. And I didn't love the way 2022 was ending. So I was like, all right, let's start the new year off fresh. And a lot of people are like, ah, New Year's, it's bullshit. It's this and that. And your your resolution list, it's all crap. But listen, it doesn't have to be 1-1, even though there is something symbolic about it, right? It could be tomorrow. It could be March 4th. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the day. But so long as you say, hey, starting now or starting this day, we're going to make some changes and you actually start making changes, then that's all that really matters. So for me, I looked at it as a fresh slate, as so many of us do. And there's an expression in Greek. Shout out Greece. No, yeah. no, we're not letting that fly on the show. No, no, no. Under the radar. Shout out to DR. Shout out Greece. And it says, and what that means is the beautiful day shows itself first thing in the morning. And why that's important is because when you can have a nice start to something and you kind of build off that momentum and ride that wave, ride the tide, like we were saying earlier, and you use that to be sustainable, you can ride that a really long way. So for me, I was like, all right, what's symbolic for me to do in 2023? So I did the polar bear plunge, Coney Island. How was that? It was awesome. It was almost like, it's going to sound deep, but like, it's almost like a christening of sorts. Yeah. You're going in the water, you're jumping in and you get out and you just feel like, let's fucking go. Yeah. Let's fucking go. That's, that's the only way to put it. Now I got fortunate. It wasn't the coldest day of the year, even though I did want it to be colder. I kid you not. I mean, how cold is the water typically? I, I don't know. Temperatures like that. I have yeah. Yeah, cold. <laughs> I mean, colder is, is than it you want to go than in. a cold shower, though. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, it's a different type of torture. Well, it's full body, right? I mean, it's yeah. not like beads of water hitting you. Like I understand that. I think cold shower might be worse in that sense because it's it's trickling. And oh, it's, I'd rather just be submerged. Yeah. 
you know? True. In a way. So that was my way to start the, the year off, right? And say, okay, there's symbolism here. So that happened. And then I got a patent for my company for a rare cut. Congratulations so, boom, on thank that you. too. It was a big yes. thing. Years in the making. So I was like, all right, now we're on a streak. We got two good things going. It feels good to go streaking. <laughs> <laughs> in Coney Island on, uh, on New Year's Day. Then I went to Tony Robbins Business Mastery course. They just so happened it was an online event. I called in. They had, I think they had two more available seats. And it was for platinum members that pay like, I think it's like 80 grand a year. Mm. I do not pay 80 grand a year. But I called and I said, you know what? Let's throw my hand in the ring. Opportunity was available. Boom. Amazing. Right. Working with a Tony Robbins coach right now to kind of keep me accountable for a lot of different things. So I'm talking about building momentum. Yeah. I live in Queens, but I lived in, I did a little test run. I lived in the city for three weeks. Loved it. Probably going to be going back very soon. But we talked about last year with the girlfriend situation, whatever, going on more dates, but also quality dates, Mm. you know, dates of just like, okay, this is a quality person. And whether it amounts to something or does not, you know, I learned something about an individual that like brought something to the table and in turn, you know, we had a nice time or just, you're kind of finding what you like, you know, intentional, so yeah, intentional. Yeah. Right. And then taking it, you know, hopefully going to London in a couple of weeks to go to the uh, UFC match. So there's like a lot of things that I've wanted to do that I put on the back burner, but because I'm now being, like you said, intentional with it, writing these things down, knowing where I'm going and saying, all right, what's different this year? Well, I want to take a big trip every quarter. I want to do a new adventure every month. Mm. If you don't write that down, whether it's a new year's re- resolution or a resolution you make today, less than the likelihood of it happening. So I'm being much more intentional with the things I do, where I'm looking to go and how I'm getting there. I love that. So ladies, if you want Ant to take you on a date, his <laughs> phone number is 34767. I'm only, imagine I just gave out some random person's yeah, phone number. That would be fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to touch on something, something that I learned recently. Have you guys read the book, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harvecker? Mm-mm. So you were- I haven't. Oh, you haven't. Okay. Haven't. So you were talking about patterns and this book, book is obviously financial based. It's all about, you know, understanding how we're programmed to view money. Right. And we could be the ones that program ourselves, our parents, you know, uh, what we see. There's many different ways to be programmed. There's three, actually. But in regards to patterns and breaking them, he gives you four keys to make change. There's four keys to change. I wrote them down just now, just so I don't forget. Awareness, understanding, dissociation, and declaration. Those four. And when he broke it down like that, I said, how true is that? Because number one, you're not breaking any pattern. Or obviously you saw what was going on in your life, right? You you had the awareness. You're like, yo, this isn't working. This isn't working. This isn't working. I need to make change. How the fuck right. do you make that change, right? So it comes down to the awareness. I think a big thing that I've personally missed at times when trying to make change in my life is understanding, right? Like why, like why did that come about? And I think the why is oftentimes overlooked in my life. And obviously, you know, you guys can chime in here. I think the why is overlooked in my life because it doesn't seem too important. But if that pattern comes back and that pattern comes back and that pattern comes back, it's fucking important. Right. And then dissociating yourself from that. And then lastly, creating a declaration. And he goes on to mention the difference between a declaration and affirmation is, and this is very important, a declaration is like, I am doing this versus an affirmation is like, (laughs) you know, so like it's, it's really, it's, it's different, but I just wanted to throw that out there because as I'm going through this book and reading, I I said this to you the other day, and like, I'm a super active reader. So I take notes throughout the entire book. And once I had those four points down, I'm like, dude, like that's, if I take anything away from the book, I'm happy. I learned that. You know what I'm saying? That's the gold. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of gold in that book, by the way, a lot. So does he talk about the the benefits of, because 
There obviously, and, and we all know this too, there are many benefits to affirmations as well. Affirmation being more, and you know the definition better because you've read the book, affirmation more being like, this is the type of person I am. This is who I am. This is how I identify as. And a declaration being more what? This is where I'm going. More concrete. So he talks about affirmations as wishes, right? Mm. More of like a wish. Like this is a goal that I want to achieve versus this is a goal I'm going to achieve. That's the major difference between the two. And he gives you declarations throughout the book. And in fact, I'll add this onto it. He says when stating declarations, like whatever your declarations are, how to lock them in is by physical touch. So touch your heart, touch your head, do something that, and I don't know the science behind it. He talks about it very little, or maybe he talked about it a lot and I'm not giving him enough credit. I just don't remember. (laughs) But at the end of each like wealth tip or whatever he calls them, there's a declaration about that specific wealth tip. And he says, put your hand on your heart and then state this declaration. Now put your hand on your head and state this declaration. That's just the way to lock it in. Just to touch on it, we learned that at Tony Robbins. Did we? Uh, It was so long ago, dude. Yeah, so remember when you say something and then you you make he says make your move make your move yeah so whether it's like you know it's like this or you hit your chest make your move right now if I do I'll knock over this <laughs> I don't want to you know this I don't want to do that I'll have to pay for it but uh he mentions that what it is is you're training your body and your mind at the cellular level mm-hmm. that if just I'm walking down the block and I've repeated this over time to myself, like I will, I must, I will do this. And I'm, you know, I make my move. Let's say I'm, it's like this, right? I'm just walking down the block. If I go like this, I automatically think about that thing. Interesting. It's, it's just. Was that your move? If I do, like I said, I, maybe I might knock this into you. I don't want to do that. But uh, yeah, I basically. I know. I'm asking seriously. No, 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 no. Bas- basically, like, like it was like down, down to the left. And then it was like at the same time, it was like I hit my chest. So it was almost like a punch, but also like, you know, like a pump at the same yeah. time. That was my move. What was yours? Is. Really? Yeah. Still I, I say it depends. Then you switch it up. You're like, you say yes a whole bunch of times. And there's so much science behind that. Because whenever you hear the word yes or say the word yes, yeah. you're like now subconsciously like you're getting jacked up and you don't know as to why. It's yeah. like there's so much science behind this. And it seems like surface level, you take it as it is. But if you really do the deep dive, there's so much behind it. It's incredible. The make your move thing. I've been doing that on and off since I've been like 19. If there's a big, a big moment. Uh, you went to Tony to Robbins at 18 years old, 19, right? 19, yeah. Oh, at 19. 19. Actually, they just featured my story. I don't know if I even told you guys they featured my story on uh, the newsletter. Oh, that's fucking sick! Yeah. So long story short, there on the a, Tony Robbins newsletter. Yes, that's yeah. awesome, dude. You didn't even post about that or no, anything. No, actually, I'm, I, I this is a good reminder. I should. So it was funny. There's a lady in the crowd, and she was sitting next to me, and uh, she was being like a little bit reserved and shy. And I was just like, you know, when I see somebody that maybe feels a little uncomfortable, I almost feel it my duty mm-hmm. to make them feel comfortable. So I was kind of like, when people were getting up, I was like, I'll oh, get into it. Like I was just like messing around, just having a good time. And she was smirking and laughing, whatever. And then she actually told me at the end she's like just so you know i didn't want to say this during but i actually work for tony robbins and oh, i'm here kind of just like taking notes and stuff and she's like but i got such a kick out of you and i loved your story do you mind if i share it on a newsletter i go oh shit 100%. that's yeah sick, how dude. cool is that that's so yeah sick. yeah so that was really cool so you never know who you never know who you're talking to i dude, guess right you know? i mean you never know but there is something to be said in regards to the move and then you know affirmations and all that stuff it's all very healthy it's all healthy self-talk right yeah so I'm curious because you read the book what if you're able to share here what's a matt labrie declaration that was taken from the book and and if you want to make your move we would love to see it so i will make my move i will make my move at the time so we did tony robbins in 2018 that was that's five years ago dude 
That's five fucking years ago. At the time, the move I was making was like a Hulk Hogan flex. I was just like doing that and I was fucking screaming and grunting and all of that shit. But yeah, I feel like that's what my move was. Maybe it wasn't. I, I definitely came home that weekend with like black and blues on my chest from like pounding your <laughs> yeah, fucking you, chest. You can beat yourself up. Oh yeah, literally. no, and I bruised yeah. pretty fairly <laughs> easily, but I, I had bruises like in the crevice of my chest and shoulder. <laughs> I won't forget that. In regards to the declarations, I've just been reading the declarations that are in the book. So he, and fuck, everyone needs to be a sponsor of this podcast. You fucking hear this? <laughs> T. Harv Ecker. He has declarations on his website, although I haven't gone through them. Basically, I've just been reading that I haven't finished the book. I'm, I don't know, page 60 or something like that, but it's been impactful. I mean, for me to even talk about it on the pod, only 60 pages in, it's definitely been impactful. But whatever declarations he gives are the ones I've been reading. One of them is when he, so he'll give you a declaration to touch your heart tell you to say something that's specific to the concept he's teaching and then put your hand on your head and say i have a millionaire mind which is essentially the concept of the book right it's helping people realize like ultimately all of us are pro and again this is for money but this applies to everything but all of us are programmed and we don't even realize it Ugh. you know he talks about the three ways we get programmed i so i did it my own way i call them the three v's it's visual and i'm gonna fuck it up right now forgetting the second one but it's um you know what we see what we experience, which I call vivo, live, and there's one more. But Visceral. what? I'm just making. No, uh, I, it's gonna bother the fuck out of me because I'm not gonna remember it. But yeah, it's experience. It's it's what we see and what we hear. So I don't know what I put for that, but yeah, that's how we get programmed, and that's with everything, you know. So essentially, this book is the whole unwiring process of that. It's it's written really well. It's entertaining because he, you know, he talks about his wife and how his wife spends all his money and all these things. So it's fun, you know. It, right. It's a good book. It's definitely good. I know you're reading. What, what are you reading? I am, actually. So I got like, I think I have like six pages left. Oh, um, so you fucking went through it quick. Yeah. I wouldn't even say I went through it quick. I started reading it when I was in Palm Beach for the Tony Robbins Business Mastery class. I had a couple extra days. So I brought this book with me. It was recommended through Clubhouse years ago. I bought it, put it on the shelf. Who recommended it? In the I Greek room? Nah, it's one of our rooms. Oh, was it? No, I'm, I'm curious. I'm not even saying. No, 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 for real. It's one of our rooms. And I don't even remember who recommended it. And I was just looking for something. And it just, you know, it's on a shelf with dozens and dozens of yeah. books. For whatever reason, I reached for that one, right? And we always talk about this Dude, all the time. Always pull the fucking book that you need the most. It's so crazy how that works out. It really is nuts. So in the beginning, I was like, this book is too much. And what I mean by that, it was a little too woo-woo. So the book is The Law of Attraction. I want to say it's called like the subtitles, like The Teachings of Abraham. And it's by Esther Hicks and her husband, whose first name I'm forgetting, but Jerry. also Hicks. Jerry or Jeremy Hicks, one, yeah. of the, one of the two. So it's one of the best. Honestly, I'm so glad I stuck with it because it, it's such a good read and you can apply everything you're reading. And it's one of those books that like, I'll read a page over and over again. And sometimes like with a novel or fiction, you kind of just like, all right, you're getting through it to like the good parts, but the whole book is the good part. Mm. So I find myself pausing, going back, and I, I go backwards a lot on this book just to make sure I'm comprehending it. The book is more highlighted than not highlighted. It's one of those books. Yeah. But in the beginning, and this is not giving anything away, this is actually what made me put it down. So if anyone is considering reading this, hear this part out first before you decide to put it down permanently. Esther Hicks is meditating. She's in a deep meditation and she gets taken over an out-of-body experience. Something is taken over her and she starts moving her head and her husband just runs up with a pad. He's like, what are you doing? And he's taking notes for whatever reason. And her nose, uh, yes, you heard right, her nose starts making shapes and they're actually letters. And he's like, oh, there's a message here. And he writes down, I am Abraham. Some, I'm paraphrasing. I am 
spirit and I'm here to teach you lessons from, you know, the the non-physical world. And at that point, I shut the book. I was like, uh uh-uh. Was it her telling a true story or was it a fable? No, that's the true story. So understand, I'm all, we're from Queens, so we have a high bullshit <laughs> radar right. detector. So I was like, what is this about? I don't like this. So I put it down. I stopped reading it. It was the only book I had. I'm on the beach. Pretty crappy service. So I was like, ah, let me just look at Amazon reviews. And yo, so many Amazon reviews said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like the beginning, you're going to hate it. Stick with it. I promise it's worth it. Just get to the chapter two. Get to chapter three and you'll love it. So glad I stuck with it. Yeah. It's one of the most impactful books I've ever read. So what's interesting about that is we just had a gentleman on the podcast podcast his name's Jerry Sargent really great guy and you sharing that about what you were reading in that book makes me think of one of the stories he told on the podcast the podcast hasn't aired yet but it's coming so if anyone wants to hear it in full you're more than welcome to join in on that but he talked about a life experience which is past life regression I believe it was in reference to past life regression and he said some crazy shit to be honest but I respected it because who am I to say that's not his experience right just like who are we to say that's not the author of that book's experience right we we don't really have that ability to do so and he was talking about how in a past life regression don't quote me on this entirely but it's something along these lines that he was a lizard on a spaceship and i was literally looking at him over riverside you know we're not doing it in person i'm like jerry you on drugs bro (laughs) <laughs> no, no I, I didn't actually say that, but that was the first thing that came to my mind. And truthfully, that was how I thought because how I'm programmed, right? I'm programmed to believe that's not true. Yeah. But who am I to say it's not? We're all programmed. Yeah. We're all programmed in so many ways. That's a podcast in and of itself. Yeah. But this is what the work does. It allows us to relearn and unlearn. It's probably the two most important words. Are you reading life. anything right now? Right now, right now I have my hands. So I full. know you do. That's yeah, why I was so I was curious. I, I'm, I'm getting a, a real life mentorship coaching lesson every single day. What have you learned from it? He's reading the back of baby formulas um, right now. Um, See what's in them. That's what he's doing. I'm learning to be not only a parent to a newborn, but a parent to three, a partner that has a lot of patience. And like I said, the time horizon in what happens, feelings that I don't want to feel, but they happen, understanding why, that's happened. That has sped up a lot faster. So it's a partner, it's a father of a newborn. It's a couple full-time jobs right there. Yeah, an entrepreneur that's still going hard every day. Don't plug, otherwise I'll have to charge you. (laughs) And um, Notice Ant didn't say the name of the business that he just had patented. uh Uh-oh. Shout out Rick Hutt. (laughs) It's all right, I'll take a free rare cut. (laughs) And just, yeah, while doing it, doing all of this that I just mentioned, which is extremely hard, you know, on on its own, but then doing it low of sleep when when you're not, when you don't have, you know, you're not fully rested, obviously you can, you can tick faster. So yeah, yeah, to say that it's uh, been a challenge is an understatement. Well, once again, like I said earlier, I'm doing it, I'm still alive. My heart is hard relative to someone else's heart. So yeah, reading right now is... It's not happening right now, but... Uh, yeah, don't need to, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you, you're learning from your, your actual experiences Real versus a book. Real life. I'm actually, I'm, I'm surprised. Your phone's probably blowing up. I know it's face down, but you're you're recording a podcast when four kids are off from school. So you're going to get in trouble, bro. It's a definite change of life. Happened so fast, swiftly, and not like you could try to prepare for it. Nothing will ultimately prepare you for it. Mm. But then when you're in it, just like anything else, you have to do the best. Yeah. You can. And you quickly realize as a parent, but then also as an as a newborn parent, like in life it's not about you no more. And I, I don't say that meaning That's like, a good point. I, like I don't that. want people to hear that and say, like, Oh my god, you what do you mean you don't love yourself? It's that 
No, you do. But I'm transferring the love from my heart into another heart. Mm. And I have to look out for him. And by extension, the other kids as well. So it's, it's humbling. It happens really fast. And yeah, you just one day you're single. The next day you're not. Okay, that's one thing. But my situation was sped up a little bit faster. One day, mm. one day you're single. Next day you're in a relationship. There's kids involved. And then you want to progress in life. So I think, I mentioned this to you in the past. I think the last two years... I've lived 10 years. You did say that to me. I really feel like it. No lie. I really feel like it. Everything's just happening so fast. So I could look at it one way and say, oh my God, like, why is this happening? I could look at it another way as like, wow, I'm lucky because that means if I live another 40 more years and every two years feels like 10 years, do the math, I live live another 200 years. Mm. And the last thing I'll say is while going through all of this, growth, parenting, everything, business, you have to take care of yourself. Like my health is my priority right now. I'm in the gym every single day, whether it's lifting or cardio, and my eating is impeccable because I have a different lens on life now. I'm 34. I want to do crazy fun shit with my son when he's 20 and I'll be 54. Yeah. And I need to be in top physical condition. So, you know, all this has happened and it's beautiful. I love that. And first and foremost, how much, how long have we been running? I just want to make sure that we're good. Where we are right now. Okay. Yeah, we got about 15. So I want to ask this question to Phil. I really loved what you said in regards to life isn't just about you anymore, right? Because we can definitely get caught up in the fact that, or sorry, not a fact, but we can get caught up in the thought process that the world revolves around us. So what's your advice for the people out there to shift out of believing the world revolves around them, but also not having to have a child if they're not ready for a child to make that shift i could say for me obviously was the child of course of Um, course what i learned from that is that there's a love that's greater than any love i've ever experienced Mm. like through him and i was grateful to have him to to be able to experience that when you're focused on just you you're focused on like your day-to-day and like i said you could kind of block out the world especially with all these digital distractions yeah and you just focus on just you i think whether it's a friend a parent a business where you want to serve people, focus on love that's through you to other people that will light you up in ways that you can't even imagine. So like in my experience, like I said earlier, my son's on my shoulder. It lights me up in ways I can't even imagine. But if I didn't have that and I I just now change my mindset and I say, I want to light up other people through this podcast, through a business, through how I treat other people so people see how I am. Placing love from your heart into whatever else you want to pour into. It's really powerful once you hit that stage. You can't be stopped. Mm. Like if you really loved, I'll just say like in business, if you really loved your customer, like not just wanted to sell to them, this stuff I'm learning, not just like, hey, I see you and my product's a thousand, you know, I view you as a thousand dollars. Like, no, like, like I love you so much that I won't let you not get this product mm. because your life will be worse if you don't. And I love you so much that I'm just not going to stop yeah. calling you until you realize it. And um, I, I think now I'm looking at it through a different lens. Like whoever I want to transform or if I want to transform, it's just uh, caring about them so much that I just love that person on the other side. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I think it's funny what Phil said earlier, not even funny, but just it was noteworthy. He said, nothing can prepare you for fatherhood, like actually being a father. Yeah. It's funny. It made me think of past conversations we've had about entrepreneurship. Like nothing can prepare you for an entrepreneurship, like starting your own business. Yeah. Same with a relationship. Nothing can really prepare you for a relationship, like being in a relationship. Mm. So it's the powers in the doing. And it's, it's the, funny, the like experience. all the big things yeah, and the experience itself. Because you could read all the dad books in the world, I'm sure. Did you read right? any dad books before? 
This one, I, I it was so good that I will plug this. Dave Asprey and his wife, I forgot her name, also an Asprey, the Better Baby book. Okay. And um, he just has done so much science and from having their own kids yeah. that it just, I, I wanted to read it. I, I'm a big believer that the child is born and starts to develop way before they come into the world. Like Absolutely. literally from the moment you're even thinking about you know, having sex, conceiving, any of that, like from then on, everything. And especially once the baby's starting to be in the womb, you stress out the woman or the woman stresses out herself, the baby feels that. I wanted to give him, knowing what I know now, the best shot at life possible. And that book was great. It was great. The Better Baby book. I was actually on a trip in San Francisco. It was in August. My buddy Matt, another Matt, who uh, I went to grammar school with, he lives in San Francisco. Let us stay in his apartment while him and his wife were traveling. That book was on the bookshelf because they were trying. And that's where I saw it. So oh, I, I believe that wow. it's all it's all connected. Yo, these things just fucking find us, bro. Wow. Especially books. Books are mm-hmm. always fucking finding us. But <laughs> fellas, on that note, I'm gonna give the audience, people that are tuned into this, just a couple of reminders. First and foremost, if you want to connect with these gentlemen, you're gonna be able to do so in the show notes of this episode. Socials and all that good stuff are always in there. So putting that out there. If you want more of these, let us know. I'm sure the people that are tuned into this obviously know us to an extent. Like slide in the DMs, let us know if you want us to do more of these roundtables, we're here for it. We're doing them in person. We're having fun with them. A lot of call to actions here, but I know a lot of people hit me up personally and ask to check out the YouTube. All of these are on YouTube as well. So if you don't like to just listen, you want to watch, you have the ability to do so head over to YouTube. That's in the show notes. But how do you guys want to end this? I'm going to throw that out there. How do you want to end it? We'll wrap it up. I'll actually, because I was talking a little bit of shit about the book. But I didn't actually say the good about the book. I'll say what my main takeaway was from what I read. I'd like to pass it on to you guys and to the audience too. And that is segmenting your day and setting intentions often. Like we hear the word, it's almost like, oh, it's like a buzzword, intention, intention. Everyone hears oh, that word and it almost is losing its meaning. But what I've really put into practice, right? Because you can read all day, but if you're not putting into practice, you're just scanning words. So the big takeaway is having deliberate pauses throughout your day Mm -hmm. and setting your intention. I even did it before I came here. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go into this. I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to loose. I'm going to speak what's on my mind. I'm not going to hold back. And you can do that unlimited times per day. You can start your day that way. You can end your day that way. And there is power in morning prayer, night prayer, all that stuff too. That that's a form of setting your intention as well. I really think, you know, when you leave things to hope and to chance, you're really watering down your odds of getting the outcome you're looking for. But when you constantly throughout the day, take pause and be like, all right, what am I going into? Even if you're going on a ride, right? You're taking a drive. My intention is to take this ride, get there safely, securely, enjoy the ride, sing some songs and thoroughly enjoy the ride. If you do that throughout your day for everything and you start setting the expectation, deliberate expectation of what you want to manifest from anything you're doing, you're going to create that streak that we talked about earlier. And life's all about creating healthy streaks and continuing those for as long as possible. When you say the word manifest on this podcast, you have to (laughs) manifest. I float. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. One thing I just want to point out, I feel like there's a lot. And I said this on the podcast the other day with Alexi Panos. I think a lot of buzzwords are just being overused in the wrong ways totally and it waters them down to an extent but being intentional is huge mm-hmm. you know it's fucking huge but how do you want to end it anything else to say first thing that came to mind was i'm just proud of how far we've all come like yeah. thinking 
you started this in what 2018 2018 december 2018 2018. like we didn't our first couple podcasts were just you know it's like anybody's first video on the internet like you don't love it but you just do it yeah look at how far we've come we're here in the studio now we're doing this your life has progressed my life's progressed his life's progressed andrew our other buddy we love him he's not here but i'm just grateful for that i'm just proud of how far we've come and speaking for myself i could use the night out as well yeah (laughs) so i'm just grateful for it and i know if we came this far in what is it now five years where where we'll be in the next five years from now. So, yeah, hundred uh, percent. That that gratefulness and that perspective is. Uh I love that. I'm, I'm going to end it on this. Oh, go ahead. Don't say it. How's our host want to end it? I'm going to end it on that note for everyone that's tuned into this. If there's something that you want to do in this year, just do it. And I'm going to point out what Phil had mentioned. The first episode of this podcast, when it pops up, I'm so fucking embarrassed. <laughs> like, dude, we're, we're talking 2018 Matt, who had little to no concept of any of the things we're talking about. And that doesn't mean that you can't start something or can't do something. You know, you're going to fucking figure it out along the way and that's what we did with the show so start it if there's something out there that you want to do just fucking start it and on that note gentlemen i'm gonna thank the both of you for being a part of this as always episode bro 269 episodes it's a lot of fucking content bro Six. that's a lot of fucking content yeah, it is. like you said five years who knows maybe we'll do like a five-year charity event or something you know do something fun but 269 episodes everyone that's tuned into this guys thank you first and foremost everyone tuned in make sure you check the guys out in the show notes subscribe on youtube subscribe here make sure you're sharing this until next time everyone be blessed peace